Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the Solemnity of Pentecost. Now, it's interesting. There's three major feasts within our liturgical year that highlight each person of the Holy Trinity. Christmas is the Feast of the Son. Jesus, born into this world, then begins the plan of salvation for us all. Easter is the Feast of the Father, calling the Son back into life from death. Pentecost is the Feast of the Holy Spirit, in which the Father and the Son send forth the Holy Spirit into our church, and in doing so, our church comes alive. And so, Pentecost is a celebration of the birthday of our church. Notice how the birth of our church came to be in the Gospel. It says, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed upon them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. And so Christ breathes upon the apostles, and they receive the Holy Spirit. And our church comes into being. It comes alive. And it all comes about from that divine breath of life of the Holy Spirit. Well, where else do we see in the Bible that divine breath of life, giving life to something. Well, in creation, Genesis chapter 2, it says, The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Well, this demonstrates that, yes, God is the true source of life for us as individuals, but also for us as a church. Where else do we see that divine breath of life, giving life to something? Well, that great story of Ezekiel. Here Ezekiel is standing on a desert plain, surrounded by all these dry bones. And suddenly the bones form up. And with the bones comes muscle and tissue and sinew. And he sees people standing before him, an army of people, but they're not yet alive. And then suddenly, that divine breath rushes past Ezekiel and comes into those people, and suddenly they become alive. Well, that tells us exactly what happens today. That divine breath of life comes into our church, in the apostles, and now our church comes into being. And 2,000 years later, today, our church continues to be alive and vibrant because that divine breath of the Holy Spirit continues to move in and through our church, giving us life and life in abundance. Now notice also, when the apostles received the Holy Spirit, they also received the first gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the ability to forgive sins. Now why would this be the first installment of all the gifts? 
The Holy Spirit could have given the apostles the gift of preaching, teaching, healing, but instead, the first gift is reconciliation. Well, Jesus' ministry was all about mercy and reconciling the people back to the Father. Now this will continue with the apostles and the church. Jesus distributes God's divine forgiveness to the world through the work of the church. And that continues in our day and age. Now, this is the first installment amongst many gifts the Holy Spirit will bestow upon the apostles. Go to the first reading from Acts of the Apostles. It says, The apostles were given the gift of being able to speak different tongues and languages. Now, despite the fact that these apostles never were trained or learned how to speak these different languages, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, now they can, and very fluently, that the people understand them. Later on in Acts, we see Peter and Paul receiving the gift to be able to heal people. And it doesn't stop there. The apostles are doing things that they never thought possible. Well, we can only imagine how they must have felt to know and feel the Holy Spirit working in and through them, as well as the excitement to continue the work that Jesus began in this world. Now, turn to the second reading to St. Paul. St. Paul speaks of these different types of gifts. He refers to them as charisms from God, divine gifts given to us expressly to build up our church. Paul, later on in Romans, describes them. He says they are gifts of knowledge and healing, prophecy, administration, and teaching. Now, where are these gifts most clearly seen? In the lives of saints. The saints are who they are because they knew the gifts given to them from God and they knew how to share them for the express purpose of building up our church. I'll give you a couple examples. Take St. Francis Xavier. He was ordained with his close friend Ignatius of Loyola, and they started the Jesuit order that we know today. St. Francis set out and traveled to India as a missionary. He made his way to Malaysia and then Japan. St. Francis was never taught how to speak any of the different languages or the dialects of any of the foreign countries he came to. Yet it was said, when St. Francis stepped foot on the shore of any of the foreign countries, he immediately knew the language and the dialect of that land. That was the gift of the Holy Spirit given to him. And St. Francis used that to bring the gift of Jesus Christ to people who did not know God. And in doing so, he converted many people to Christianity. How about St. Catherine Drexel, the first born American saint? She was born in Philadelphia in the 19th century. She was born into a very prominent and wealthy family. And when she became an adult, she dedicated her life to serving the needs of the African Americans and the Native Americans in the United States. The first thing she did, she established her own religious order, the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, and then she donated the inheritance she received from her parents, $20 million, to that order. Now, $20 million in the 19th century is probably worth maybe $500 million in our day and age. And yet she gave it all away for her order. And in doing so, they took that money and she established schools and clinics throughout the south and southwestern part of the United States 
for the African Americans and Native Americans. And the most prominent school that she started or created was at Xavier University in New Orleans. Well, we too have been given gifts by God, charisms. When God created us before we were born, he bestowed those gifts upon us. And at the time of our baptism, when the Holy Spirit rushed into our soul, the Holy Spirit stirred up those gifts, such that as we grew up, with the help of our family, our parents, and our friends, we began to recognize those gifts. And those gifts came in many different forms. Maybe the gift of teaching, maybe the gift of organization or administration, maybe artistic gifts to paint or to sing, maybe personable gifts. We are a very likable person. We are a people person. Or maybe the gift athletics. Whatever they are, they're unique to us individually. Paul puts it the best. He says, there are different forms of service, but the same Lord. What he's getting at here is we all have different gifts, but the source nonetheless is the same, the Holy Spirit. Paul continues on in the second reading. He says, To each individual manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. And so Paul is telling us the gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit are not for our own personal or private benefit. No, just the opposite. It's for the express purpose of building up our church. And that's the heart of stewardship. Stewardship is all about recognizing everything we have in our life. Property, friends, family. Thomas Aquinas would say, flesh, bone, blood, even our thoughts are not ours. They're on loan from God. Well, if we truly believe this, just like the apostles and the saints, then we freely give those gifts to share for the benefit of our church. That's why we share our prayers, and we share our prosperity, and we share our skills and our talents for the benefit of the church. Paul continues, he says, As a body is one, though it has many parts, all the parts of the body, though many, are one body, as so also Christ. Well, just as a body needs all the organs to be working in harmony and unison with each other, in order to make sure that the body is healthy, so too must we contribute to the benefit of our church. We must all recognize that we have a purpose in life. The purpose is to share the gifts we've been given, so as to make the parishes that we belong to strong and healthy, such that we all benefit from those gifts. And so, the apostles did just that, and that's what we celebrate here today the birthday of our church. The saints understood that, and they dedicated their lives to doing just that. So must we. And so you may ask yourselves, okay, what do we do next? The first thing that we have to do is pray. Prayer is the cornerstone of stewardship. And that's exactly what the apostles did before they received the Holy Spirit. Prayer opens us up. It opens us up to the promptings of the Holy Spirit so that we know the gifts that we have, and most importantly, we know how to share those gifts. And see, that's exactly what the apostles did, and also the saints. The next thing that we have to do is that we have to tend to the needs of the church. So you say to yourself, okay, what are my gifts? Well, my gifts are maybe mechanical. I love to work on machines. I love landscaping. Good, that's your gift. 
Now go join the building and grounds and work to promote the beautification of the landscape of your parish and the maintenance of the buildings. Or you say to yourself, okay, my gift is that I'm an artist. You know, I know how to play a musical instrument. I can sing well. Well, good, that's your gift. Now go join the choir. You know, help elevate the level of worship and liturgies at your parish. Or you say to yourself, you know, I love being able to teach, especially young children. Good, that's your gift. Well, now go and volunteer to be a catechist in your faith formation program at your parish. Or you say, you know, I love visiting people and chatting with them. Good, that's your gift. Now go and visit people in hospitals and nursing homes to boost their spirits. Friends, today, today we celebrate Pentecost, which is the birth of our church, an event in which our church comes alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, today, 2,000 years later, our church is still alive and vibrant because like the apostles and the saints, we too, we share the gifts that God has given us. And in doing so, it makes us stronger as individuals, but also as a church. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.